Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. September 30th, 2020. Mug mask. Halloween mask. COVID mask. Robinson Crusoe wrecked his ship and Canada has a space clown. This is awesome today. Awesome Today is a mostly daily show about stuff that might be awesome. Don't overcomplicate it. It's barely edited and sometimes offensive. Enjoy it and have an awesome today. Would you? Hello. Hello. How are you? I am excellent. Wow. Is excellent as good as awesome? Um, yeah. I feel like they're on the same They're the field. same. So this show... I could have, instead of awesome today, I could have been sort of excellent. Yeah, you could have. Hmm. Um, well, whenever this thing fails miserably in a blazing inferno of terribleness, yeah. mm-hmm. we will relaunch as sort of excellent, and every episode will include the name Wedgie. That Apparently, that's the key to our success. It is. I think, what was it, 800 and some? 800 and something. Yeah, yeah. That's by far the most... Viewed video. Taking care of wedgies, 800 strong, 800 people turning away, disappointed, and or maybe filled with rage. Filled with absolute wedgie-denied rage. Okay, now what were some of the others that are that are trending upward? Um, I'm sorry to put you on the spot. Yeah, I gotta consult the note. Every, honestly, no real thought goes into the titling. Just like the closing comments, it's whatever randomness is bouncing through my head that loosely... Ties to the the program. Yes. Uh, The bathing outside and presidential hangover. Yes. uh, That did that did well. Like I don't know what uh, five to seven times multiple of normal downloads. Good bathing outside. Eight thirty six on the wedgies. Yes. And then it's a a long dry spell in between, all the way back to our health improvement conversation with our. Stunning results. But didn't you tell me that the Smoking Hot Women, that was a recent one, was... Well, it's already at 23, which is... That was yesterday's episode. Right. Um, That's a pretty significant Uh number for that fast. Usually the numbers trickle in. Right. I am delighted and amazed that people come on the YouTube. Yeah. They obviously have search terms that they're looking for, makes our video pop up. And then they see us, and right. yet, and yet, they still click. In disbelief, they hang out for like two, three minutes, and then they're like, this is bullshit. Did you put the camera on? No. No, oh. I index fingered okay. it. Okay. But I did the, the arm movement, I guess, subconsciously. Mm. While I was keeping it clean, subconsciously, I was yes. It's being a little bit more vulgar. I was truly living in their frustrated mind. Well, I mean... Can you blame their frustration? I would guess at this point we've probably been turned into YouTube a few times for false advertising. <laughs> Fortunately for us, that's not a thing. What day is it? Where are we? What's it happening? is September 30th. Welcome to the last day of the month. I hope that you've been preparing yourself for a COVID Halloween. Well, Halloween does have mask wearing built into it. Doesn't it? So. What if we all dressed up like surgeons? Okay. We even know one. We might be able to score some free Halloween outfits. I'm sure he has extra. authentic 
human juice stains. Yes. Gross. I hate it. I love it. He probably does have some of oh, that I guarantee situation. It. I guarantee it. Today also happens to be National Mud Pack Day. So treat yourself to a nice muddy facial okay. if you've got the ingredient. If not, I, we've got a mud pit out in the back. I can that we do make this happen. I have some very expensive mud mask that was a sponsor gift from one of our sponsors, True Botanicals. <laughs> if you need the code, I it's so it's a great mask. I find myself hoarding it with a oh, intensely scarce, scarce mindset around it. I mean, it's a really great mask. I will apply it to you later today. Why Why would I want that? I don't even have much face to apply it to. <laughs> That's a true point. And then washing it out, what if it gets all down in my beard and as makes soon, the hairs fall out? As soon out? as I said that, I was like, nope, that's not going to work. That would be miserable to wash out of your beard. You can do my dry elbows. I guess. They're not that dry anymore. My skin has improved mm. quite a bit on this uh, crazy little way of eating that we've adopted. You don't have like the dry, itchy no. side no. situation? I have Which had, was probably eczema, if we're being It honest. probably was. It just never fully yeah. turned into a rash like the weird thing on my leg. <laughs> now this is an old people's episode. Come here and look at this. Does this look off to you? Now I'll move my balls aside. It's next to them. That got really rank. Why did you go there? Wow. That's an old person conversation. Yes, it is. Not one that we've had, thankfully, at this point. Not but, yet. Hey, the... The day is young. I don't know. All right. Should we talk wow. about history? I just went straight to moving the balls aside there. I apologize. I got pretty comfortable with everybody I was all of a sudden. Say, that's literally how we talk <laughs> off camera. Uh, but yeah, you just went ahead and looped all the awesomes in on that. So yeah. here we are then. Welcome. Uh, let's talk history because in 1846, through the use of ether, Dr. William Morton performs the first painless tooth extraction. Now, my dad is a retired dentist. Loves the ether. <laughs> I would not mind hitting up the ether these days. Uh, can you find ether on the on the streets? Is that a street drug it's, now? It's possible, I what suppose, if you've ether? got the right hookups. Uh, well, it, back in like back in the day on on and maybe not even that long ago but on a lot of the old tv shows yeah. where somebody gets abducted yeah. and they hold the cloth over their mouth okay it's got ether in it it's like chloroform situation uh yeah okay or is ether the opposite does ether snap no it must put you down or that the dentist wouldn't have used right. it yeah that's why it's, it's ultimately oxygen deprivation to the brain good it's always healthy excellent my dad is also masks when you've been molested okay <laughs> can't remember it <laughs> Ask me how I know. <laughs> you are on a I'm real sorry. roll yeah, today. I'm, I'm nervous. I got uh, all giddy. I got through a, a major leg of back testing. It's all, from this point out, it's all assembly line work. All the brain work is done for a few days. So yeah. I'm kind of giddy. Okay. I, I hear you. Uh, I was going to say, it doesn't even matter now, really. My dad's a retired dentist, and he was very proud of a plaque that he had that he kept on his desk that said painless dentist on it. So did he get it at Branson or he, I think it looked like it did come from Branson. Okay. Honestly, Feels it right. was that kind of like uh, rustic wood look to right. it. Yeah. Like, no, like faux rustic. Wood. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's what I mean. This is brand new, but they made it look crappy. Yep, exactly. All right. Okay. Well, 1959, According to author Daniel Defoe, mm -hmm. this is the day that Robinson Crusoe is shipwrecked. Hmm. Another great American novel I've never You've read. You've never read. You know what? I feel like I very convictedly decided to read it at some point in my past, and I can't remember when, and it was, I couldn't stay into it. I couldn't do it. But now, having seen this fact again, now I'm all like, oh, I need to read that. You could get it on the Audible. It's probably free on Audible because they've expanded their catalog to... I think they did this to compete. There's, they actually have competitors now that have really blown up during quarantine. Yeah. And so there's a lot of selections. You'll go to... I, I mean, I'll go to look and be like, I should see if this is on Audible. And it'll be free on Audible. So uh -huh. I would bet the classics are. Anyway, since you're doing back testing right now, if you're... I may. I may check ...thing that you're investigating, then might be cool to listen to. Yeah. Um, in 1960, we have the premiere of the first 
animated sitcom, The Flintstones. Now, The Flintstones had a laugh track, right? Yeah, Remember I feel that? like that's accurate. Is that what made it a sitcom? I don't know, other than that there were, in retrospect, there were a lot of interactions that probably weren't the best for little kids. Yeah. Maybe not inappropriate necessarily, but they weren't really like, oh, this is kids' entertainment. Yeah. It just was like cartoon dinosaur. Yeah, that's basically it. Hey, probably still more appropriate than The Simpsons, which I let our twins watch all afternoon. Yeah, we really surrendered on parenting today. I mean, I got an hour, a solid hour of work in because Nico was asleep and the twins were watching The Simpsons and I was like, this, this, I will regret this, but here we are. Yeah, and the boys learned how to use the word hell appropriately, grammatically <laughs> well, correct. Well, they didn't need The Simpsons to teach them that, let's be honest. Well, I don't know. Oh, 1991 premiere, debut, whatever you want to call it, our boy Jerry Springer and his show. Yep. Named after himself. Yes, that's right. And when your show is like that, maybe we should have just named this show after us because his show is about as wild and meandering as ours gets from time to time. Mm -hmm. In fact, I bet he never once talked about moving the balls aside to look at didn't. the thing. Yeah. So to look at the next of <laughs> Maybe the next time and after the next fail, the next fail of this show where it crashes in a raging inferno and we start again for the third time, maybe we'll just call it by our names. Well, here's an important question that we'll have to decide. It could make or break our marriage. Would it be the Kyle and Meg show or the Meg and Kyle show? Isn't there some kind of weird way to Brangelina, the names together. Portmanteau. Yeah, I knew you'd come up with that. You love that word. Maybe we could just call it the Portmanteau Show. Oh, let's do it. Okay. Well, we've got our future lined We're up. Good. We're good. The future's looking good. 2005, not, not too horribly long ago. Well, 15 years ago, but yes. But, I mean, we've been talking about stuff in the 1800s. We often go back to BC for crying out loud. Yes. This is recent history. It is very recent. In the context of how As old as our child, in fact. Well, it was the Hong Kong bird flu outbreak. Mm -hmm. I remember it. Which isn't so much awesome, um, but it got me thinking. There have been, my word, innumerable pandemics mm -hmm. over the years. Um, certainly stuff more recent than the bird flu, but I, I do have at least a few vague memories of it. So many of the others I've been busy, disconnected, whatever, and just like, ah, whatever's going on, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, here we are. Certainly this current pandemic has been of longer impact than anything I can recall having seen. Mm -hmm. But I, I think it's really an opportunity to give each other and ourselves high fives. Yes. Um, to, to celebrate resiliency and the ability to adapt and move ahead and get things done and understand fully that winning often doesn't feel very good. Mm. That neither does losing, but at least with winning, you can celebrate the win while mm -hmm. you lick your wounds a little bit. Mm -hmm. Although you probably shouldn't until you've washed your hands now. Um, yeah. Something like that. But yeah, no, just we don't like change, especially when it's not our idea. But even still, when it is our idea, we struggle with that. But I think, wow, people have just generally done a great job through not enjoyable. So give yourself a mud pack treatment and high five your forehead or something. All right. right? That's right. Yes. I think that is a great reminder. And especially because a lot of the pandemic... Um, and epidemic virus breakouts have not been in the contiguous United States. Right. We just like have been living in our own la la land. As right. Big Americans us, little you. Yeah, exactly. But thinking about these viral uh, breakouts and how countries like Hong Kong and other places have coped with them, managed yeah. them, bounced back, and and honestly. That probably put them in a better position to deal with the COVID-19 outbreak than sure. some of us who haven't had to deal with it before. It's true. It's all true. All the things that you said. Well, in 2009, Canadian billionaire, I'm going to say his name what I think is probably the American way, and then I'll try the French way. Okay. Because I'm, you know, the Canadians have a lot of 
influence from en français. That's um, what I hear. Guy Laliberté. <laughs> or, or Guy Lalibert. Would it be Guy or Gui? I think it's Guy. I like Gui. Gui. Please. Breathy. Gui. Yes. Please, if you speak French, Canadian, or otherwise, tell us what the correct pronunciation is. But anyway, he traveled to outer space as part of the space tourism program. Now, that's notable. That's an achievement. He, in a very deeply personal choice, one that mm -hmm. I don't understand, but hey, he's the one that well, went into space, not me. I can expound before you deliver the final piece of information. Oh, okay. In his words, the trip was not for science, but for art. For art? Mm -hmm. Well, apparently he went as an art, a living art installation, and he chose to go to space dressed as a clown. Yes. He is known as the first clown in space, literally. <laughs> I don't know why that was so funny. It's true. <laughs> Every time. It's dumbfounding. Every time you wait till I take a drink. Every time. Oh, come on. You okay. Me for that. That wasn't even funny. You laughed on your own. <laughs> 2016. We have another art heist, Kyle. History yep. is packed with art heists. It's There's all, a lot of them. It's all pandemics and art heists. What the hell have we been doing that we've not yet heisted any art? That's what I want to know. 2016. Two paintings with a combined value of $100 million are recovered. After having been stolen from the Van Gogh Museum back in 2002. That's a pretty good stretch of time absent the paintings. Are they sure that the originals were delivered back or are they forgeries? I feel pretty skeptical See, about where the original is now. I don't know that I'd be that great at stealing it. I'd probably be alright if I put my mind to stealing a piece of art. But where I think I'd really excel is the forgeries. Ah, yes. They say some of the best forgers are, are very analytical. Uh -huh. Yep, that's feels right. I'm going to try it. They're probably all INTJs. INTJs, of course, being known as the forgers of the Myers-Briggs system. Oh, yes, indeed. <laughs> well, trending. Hot today. Hot out of the news. Actually, yesterday. Ripped from the headlines. Ripped, straight, bleeding. It's a visceral, ugly wound from the headlines. Bad bunnies, glow-in-the-dark Crocs went on sale. And I believe they've already sold out. Now, I don't understand a lot of the words that were in that That's sentence. how I felt when I read it. I was like, is that even English? There's a lot of hyphens in there. I don't know what's happening. Um, evidently, our age plays some impact. Okay. I had no idea who Bad Bunny was. I wasn't even sure that was a person. Right. Uh, I didn't know if there was some cartoon anime thing. I yeah. didn't know. I had to go look. He is Bad Bunny, which obviously this would be a, a stage name. Mm -hmm. He is a 26-year-old Puerto Rican singer, rapper, and songwriter. Um, originally gained popularity on SoundCloud. Yeah. And eventually then signed to a record label while working as a bagger at a supermarket and attending the University of Puerto Rico at Arecibo. Wow. All right. His... Uh, Following that release, which was kind of his breakthrough single, he then skyrocketed after a collaboration with Cardi B and then with Drake. Um, Your girl Cardi B. Yeah, here she is again. Yep. I hope Carol Baskin doesn't get involved all over again. <laughs> the Battle of the Bees? Yep, that's how it I didn't, is. I'm not even saying what you all thought. <laughs> no, that's literally the letter B. Um, your girl Cardi B, my boy Drake. I do yeah. enjoy Drake music. I don't, and I feel like probably we're going to have some marital problems now. It's either you or Drake. I gotta yeah. choose. Yeah. Um, you know. No, you have to choose now. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's the thing that I love about this story. First of all, glow in the dark rocks, <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that they sold out. But secondly, what I super love is. This is a great example of how the internet and access to the internet and, I mean, obviously the internet's been around for a long time, but the development of so many platforms has really taken away that kind of gatekeeper thing of who it's helping gets to, to, yeah. It's helping to, as you just mentioned as well, that, you know, Amazon has competitors and... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think this is a fantastic story. 
of somebody who was making music for the sheer art of it, I'm <laughs> sure, because SoundCloud is a great platform if you want to find new music and if you right. want, if you genuinely appreciate music that hasn't been, well, record labeled and over commercialized and it's not just what plays over and over and on repeat on your local radio station. SoundCloud's a great platform for that. And here on his sheer talent alone, because he's, I mean, he's not even in like the sort of big city of Puerto Rico. Right. You know? Right. I can't remember the exact city he grew up in. Um, it wasn't San Juan, which he mentioned as part of it. Yeah, very humble background. Mm-hmm. Uh, mom's a retired school teacher. Dad, I think was a truck driver. Okay. Um, he loved music since he was a kid. He would listen to music and sing songs while he helped his mom do chores around yeah. the, the property and whatnot. Um, yeah, just a good human that one out of however many million made it, right? Love it. Well, didn't even have to meet Simon Cowell to do it. That's right. Yeah. Thank goodness. So Felice Dades to you, Bad Bunny. There you go. I listened to one song. Not, that's not fair. I listened to a, a short amount of one song just okay. to okay. be like, what is this? And I would, for at least the song I listened to, it made me think of a, uh, a Latin Justin Bieber in terms huh. of voice and some of that. Hopefully he's not nearly the D-bag that Bieber is. Yeah, I mean, he's 26, so he has that going for him in the sense that as he's coming into fame, he's not in his you know, teen years, which that was a part of the complexities of why Bieber did is what he is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What else? What else? What else? Okay. Well, in looking for current things, uh, recall several episodes back and maybe more than once we have mentioned the BuzzFeed, the FinCEN stuff, these however many three million words and however many pages of documents that they got their hands on. Yes. And not to toot my own horn fully, um, I did say, I think this is a load of crap or they would have already spilled if there was anything scathing in there. Sure. Well, sure, sure enough, they have an article up saying that's titled eight things you need to know about the dark side of the world's biggest banks. And then there's like another a whole bunch more to the title. I just got tired of typing. Um, hey, you got to hand it to BuzzFeed. They, they know how to write those clickable headlines. Well, I only clicked it because it had to do with this topic <laughs> yes. that we'd already spoken to. Yeah. And I thought, hey, let's take this. Let's go through their eight points and let's... Let's look at, anytime there's a piece of, of, this isn't news, I don't know what else to call it. Anytime there's a piece of crap out there (laughs) floating around, if you don't consciously identify it and say, no, that's garbage and move on, it's going to, it's going to leave a poo streak on your brain. Ooh, I don't want that. And you you just find yourself, I think I heard about whatever that thing. And, And all of a sudden you are hooked arm-in-arm with the masses doing the square dance of idiocy. Oh, my gosh. Square dance of idiocy Mm -hmm. is a great podcast name. Okay. Or a band name. Yes, both. Or an album name, even. I'm going to trademark it while you talk. Okay. Go right ahead. So, yeah, I thought we would would look at this, that there are eight points, and kind of talk through... Don't read my notes, because I kind of want to know your perspective as I read these things to you. Okay. Um, Number one... Big banks, and I've paraphrased some of this because they were very wordy. They were trying to stretch it into a longer article than it needed to be. Sure. Big banks around the world approve trillions of dollars of suspicious transactions, despite their own staff's warnings that they might be related to crime. What does that mean? Well, uh, I don't know. How are you supposed to know if something's related to crime or not? Okay. Are there... Let me let me throw a little bit more framework in here. Okay. This is an author written by two people, okay. co authored as it were. Yes. And of course, directly under their name, they're boldly celebrating that they are investigative reporters. Now, maybe the definition of that's changed. Okay. Over the years. I am not a young 
young Lad. man any longer. No longer wearing the short pants. <laughs> to me, that signifies some type of integrity sure. and actually knowing what the hell you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to write about, you know, this big bomb drop of financial stuff, maybe, maybe you ought to have a little bit of familiarity with what, what kind of regulatory stuff mm -hmm. exists around money laundering, what kind of, and, and it's not determined by the banks. It's determined oh. by the government's oh. the oversight. Okay. Every, Everything that has to do with money has a regulatory body somewhere over it. And that regulatory body is who comes up with, this is the procedure for how we fight things. And I can remember, it couldn't have been any later than 2010, that this got to be a really hot topic, <clears throat> money laundering specifically. Yes. Sure. And had to begin doing... I feel like it was twice a year we had to do some type of continuing ed module on money laundering. Okay. Now, who's your regulatory body? I am regulated by a combination of the state of Oklahoma's Securities Department and the SEC. Okay. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Anybody who is, and that's because of how I'm licensed, if I were a registered representative, I'm an investment advisor. Mm -hmm. That's a legal term. If I were a registered representative, then I would also have FINRA okay. involved, which I have in the past. So basically, when it comes to money, at least in the United States of America, mm -hmm. there's no shortage of people who are looking over your shoulder and making None sure all. that all of your uh, all. T's are I've got two right now. If I also wanted to be a registered representative, I kind of have a dual business model, um, then I would have a minimum of three. Mm. If I'm involved with banking, I've got both state and federal things there. And then if I'm doing any kind of international mm -hmm. stuff, there's more, there is no shortage. I would guess for every, for every individual in the financial services industry, there's, there's gotta be at least one regulatory something. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah. Now I guess let's just look at the statement. Big banks around the world approve trillions of dollars of, Suspicious transactions. Mm -hmm. Okay, so are they in the business now? Are we all in the business that we deny right. operating for anybody that seems suspicious? Don't be suspicious is the first rule of this. But secondly, how, I mean, that's what I was asking. Yeah. Who decides what is suspicious? Well, suspicious is, how to explain this? So any anytime you're, conducting financial business, mm -hmm. <clears throat> if you are in receivership of funds, yeah. you have some loose guidelines, and this is the way the government does things. They do things in a fashion relatively loose in a lot of areas so that should they decide they'd like to prosecute you, they have a means of going about it. It's not as easy for you to absolutely walk the fine line around the loophole and sure. all the things. Um, but there's a there's a a decent set of guidelines out there of questions that you need to have roughly the answers to. You need to have a rough idea of who the money belongs to, 
which you know could be the person bringing it in, or if they're the representative of a business entity or something like that. You, you need to know those things and have it documented. Yeah. And have, at least in their words, a statement of where the funds came from. Okay. Proof that... It's you know, not money it's, laundering. Yeah, that there's an actual <laughs> business of some kind sure. that exists, or donations were received, or gifts, or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's pretty mild. Now, if you suspect that a crime may be in the works there, you absolutely don't shut it down. You absolutely don't deny the business. Mm -hmm. You turn in a suspicious activities report. Okay. An SAR, as we abbreviate it. There's even abbreviations for it. That's how official it is. This is what the government or the regulatory bodies, rather, have requested. Mm -hmm. And you continue... As though nothing is going on, mm-hmm. so that should they choose to investigate it, you've not alerted the criminal and right. sent them into hiding. Yes. Okay. It, it's a one of the few things that makes a mild amount of sense from the government's perspective. Mm-hmm. So, absolutely, if there is something suspicious, yeah, you turn in the SAR report or the SAR report, and you and continue you to do business. Okay. Now, secondarily. This is, they're saying, despite their own staff's warnings that they might be related to crime. Well, think about anybody that's ever worked in any type of a corporate setting. Um, the, the person they're dealing at that level, they aren't qualified to do anything besides say, eh, this seemed odd. Yeah. And then it's, it is up to the highly paid, theoretically highly educated and skilled department head, executive, whatever, Mm -hmm. to review it and say, based on this government checklist, this either does or doesn't warrant the SAR report. Okay. And move move on from there. Okay. Interesting. Um, Now, secondly, that, so it's not a crime. Yeah. What they're doing. Mm -hmm. And then suspicious isn't guilty and guilty isn't even guilty. Unless you can prove it. That's kind of how it works, right? Maybe not in other countries, but that's yeah. that's how it works here. Okay. Um, so th- that already kind of was like, well, this whole thing's going to be crap when I read that because this is the direction <laughs> we're going, right? We're into crap right out of the gate. Two, the U.S. government is informed through the receipt of the suspicious activity reports, but... In filing one, the banks don't halt the suspicious activity or stop serving those clients. Yeah. Okay. Which you just kind of covered. Yeah. Why? So when someone hasn't been proven guilty, they go on serving them. Uh, and then in the author's own words later in the paragraph, the, the suspicious activity report by itself is not evidence of a crime. Exactly. It's just suspicious. Yep. I've many a time seen someone and I thought, that seems a little suspicious, and then ten seconds later, like, nah, that's cool. Nothing, nothing wrong there. Sure, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't have to deny them access to the street in front of our home or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't break the law by not denying them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, just yeah. silly. Um, number three, banks sometimes fail to take even basic steps to root out financial crimes. So again, pick at the statement. Look at the language that's used. Well, I don't think that is actually the bank's responsibility, is it? No, it's not their job to root out anything. It's their job to identify and report. It's not like... From the checklist. It's not your local bank now administered by the FBI. Right. Or whatever. Right. You know, like, the banks are there to do what banks do, and that's to make money off of holding your money. Yes. (laughs) Essentially. They are banks. They're not law enforcement. Right. Exactly. Also, again, words are important. Banks sometimes fail. Well, that doesn't exactly quantify or qualify that this is frequent yeah. or flagrant or anything else. That's a really softball statement. Yeah. Um, we could very easily say that the awesomes sometimes fail to take even basic steps to root out financial crimes. <laughs> and all that would have to be true is that one did one time in all of history, and then that's a true statement. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah. guessing more than one have. Yes. Failed. I mean, I personally have never read Okay, so from the leadership down, this is a flim-flam operation. Exactly. 
Um, That's right. Flim Flam. Yeah. Flim Flam Inc. That's us. The author goes on to gripe uh, in that paragraph that when when an offending bank is fined, mm -hmm. that the, um, the fine is a mere fraction of their annual profits. Okay, one, how's that different than any other yeah. fine that's been instituted? Right. Um, like when British, British Petroleum destroyed the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, um, yeah it was a fraction. And what, what would you want it to be? Do you want a system where one mistake means your company's wiped out and a screw off to the however many tens of thousands of jobs of right. innocent people, not to mention all the depositors and... Right. You, you can kind of look at that too from the perspective of should a bunch of should a bunch of companies been allowed to fail in 2008 in the financial meltdown? Well, I mean, principally, yeah, that would have lended greater strength than on the upswing, but it would have caused, uh, in the example of AIG, who's an insurance and loose investment company, there would have been hundreds of thousands of people who lost massive amounts of personal self-worth because they owned an annuity or some type of product right. through AIG. As as many people were already hemorrhaging money right. during that time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, by the way, your 50% loss is a 100% loss. Oh, man, that's devastating. So that's silly. Um, you don't bite off your own nose to spite your face, right? That's right. Or at least I wouldn't recommend it. Highly, highly unrecommended. Uh, number four, Europe's largest bank, HSBC, had clients that were determined by law enforcement to be money launderers, yet continued to profit from the customers that were deemed suspicious. Well, which is it? Are they suspicious or are they confirmed? Mm -hmm. And are you just saying that you had someone confirmed, but you're still doing business with these other suspicious people? What are you even saying? Right, yeah. I'm not sure they know what they're saying. In mm -hmm. fact, I'm pretty sure they don't know what they're saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and again, just all the same things. It's the bank's job to file a report, the qualifications of which are established by the regulatory bodies. It isn't the job of the bank to arrest, try and convict, again, imprison, yes. torture anyone besides their regular clients. <laughs> um, they turn in the reports, and at the instruction of law enforcement, they keep doing business with whoever they turned the report on as though nothing had happened. If there's no follow through, that's a signal that the government one way or the other, or the regulatory body one way or the other approved of the person and their activity or that it's being investigated and it may come up later. I actually had one of these happen. Okay. And it wasn't an issue where I'd filed a report. Right. Um, it was, I think it was a local bank had filed a report on somebody that also happened to be a client of mine and I got a call and was told that the accounts would be frozen. So they'd evidently found something okay. that was concerning. And they froze the accounts. And then within 48 hours, they're like, nope, it's fine. Everything's good. And never heard from them again. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So even in little old Podunk, Oklahoma. That's right. The regulators sometimes do what they are supposed yeah, to do. Sometimes. <laughs> yep. Number five, Deutsche Bank's top executives were warned that they were at risk of being exploited by criminals. Okay, they were warned how and by who? Was it an angry homeless man with a cardboard sign out front telling them that they were at risk of being exploited and they should repent? <laughs> The kingdom of God is at hand. I mean, what's what are you even talking about? This is not reporting. This is not. This is terrible. Um, oh my gosh, that's awesome! And again, their job is to follow guidelines, to turn in reports, and to do business. Yes. Um, and by the way, I have no no love for banks. No, this is all very surprising to me because. Normally, especially in our off-camera conversations, when we're talking about money and the finance industry and those types of things, you are not not a big fan of nope. the whole banking industry. Most of my own industry. Yeah. Even. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Number six, and they list off by name five major world banks. Uh, they're criticized for continuing to move money for suspected criminals. Again, suspicion isn't guilt. Right, exactly. Processes, all the things. Yeah. Come on, authors. Point seven, 
is simply, this isn't even a point. It's point seven is just a statement that there are rivers of suspicious money circulating the globe. And I want to know where that river is because I've got a net and I will bring home the bacon, baby. <laughs> like, this feels very... Uh, somebody feels like they've been scandalized by this, doesn't... Don't, don't most adult humans know that, like, this is happening? Like, well, suspicious money, whatever that is. Is yes. this even money? I'm suspicious right. of it. Yes, and that leads us to number eight. Their statement, again, they're not... They're Now they're just throwing random things at the wall. Yeah. These problems are decades old. How well, about guess, centuries? Yeah, how about since the first time there was currency? Right. Whether that was anything that worked trading acorns for <laughs> that meat looks suspicious and questionable. <laughs> it probably was. I thought we agreed we weren't going to kill the pterodactyls any longer. That looks like a pterodactyl. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. I mean, this is very fascinating to me because I genuinely, I, I do appreciate you pointing out that the things are talking about, the words they're using. Um, yeah, this is not something to take as like right hard evidence well, of yeah. issues. And to the to the opposite extreme, I think it's very valuable to identify things like this and absolutely push them away. Yeah. This is the kind of thing that would pile on with so many others just like it and just leave you feeling oppressed. Yeah. This is this process effectively is how I would read anything. Now normally if I ran across this article by point number 2, I'm done with it right. because it's plainly an irresponsible mm. bunch of boobs. Yeah. That just no value to it. Mm -hmm. If you apply this same practice to watching the evening news, you'll quickly yeah. find yourself as a non-news watcher. Yeah, that's a very, very good point. Having lived alongside you for many years, it has definitely influenced the way I read and perceive any kind of news reporting by asking these questions. Right. And looking at the language that's used. Um, right. That's a, at, when it's overly general. Well, what are you talking about? Right. Exactly. Are you actually citing a real thing, a real study? What is the study? Mm -hmm. Was it a, what kind of study was it? Was it done by doctors or was it sponsored by ConAgra or whoever would like to sue us for slander? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not to find ourselves in hot water. You, you find in a hurry that there is a, a very finite amount of truth out there. Yeah. It's important to find it and cling to it. And again, this other stuff's oppressive. You want to have a bad day, let these things pile up on you for a while. Yeah. And again, BuzzFeed knows how to write clickable headlines, but really all, if, if something lives on the internet and, and there's any kind of monetization going on on that site, then yeah. And what isn't now? Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Whether it's actual cash money right. monetization through banners or whatever, or if that that monetization is not currency, but it's it's social currency. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yep. So I guess that means Twitter's out now, too. <laughs> we're, we're not on Twitter. Nope. So nope, I'm not. Don't add us, because yeah. we won't see it. Now, in fairness, I don't, uh, yeah, we won't see it. Uh, in fairness, I don't approach all these articles with the level of snark that I carried through in this. It's, yeah. it's a much more detached, just, hey, is this information or is it trash and, right. and moving along? Um, but sometimes it's fun to really throw the jabs. Yes, throw those jabs. Yeah. Throw down a whirl, though. A whirl. Watch, read, listen, lifestyle. Yeah. Is lifestyle one word or two words? It's one word. I like to pronounce it as two. Okay. That's your prerogative. As though it were the style of life. As far as I know, there is not a podcast regulatory board, so you have well, freedom to pronounce The FCC's out there. However you want. They'll get you. Yeah. In the end. Nobody. Right in the end. Can you imagine if someone at the FCC is their job to listen to oh, every podcast episode ever created? Right? <laughs> Busy job. Yes. Well, what can we watch? Well, you started something new on I Netflix. Did. I did. And from what I gather, it's pretty popular. It's called Away. Yep. I think it's ranked number one on it that trending be. list. It may be. I don't love it, mm -hmm. 
but it's okay. It's, it's a space drama. It's a space drama. It's an interesting story. There's a centers around a husband, wife, the husband, uh, had some, they were both astronauts or trying to be astronauts. Mm -hmm. The husband had some oh, kind of married to each other health malady. Yeah. They were astro spouses or mm -hmm. something. Yes. Spoustronauts. But they didn't go into space together. The husband has some kind of a health thing, so he's working like as part of mission control. Mm -hmm. If that's what they call it, I don't know, but that's what it is. Right. Um, and yeah, unfolding. So then the wife is the one who is the lead of this uh, international trip to, I think it's Mars. I don't know. We've, we're nowhere near Mars yet. Yeah. Uh, they had to stop on the moon base first. Okay. But uh, it, it brings in both some of the space drama as well as some family drama and it's interesting it's interesting okay in the meantime we happened upon on hulu an hgtv show i think it's been around a little while uh, i found it to be highly enjoyable called yes. caribbean life it's basically just house hunters in the caribbean and by basically you mean exactly yeah but uh, they found the same pool yep. of questionably intelligent people and they fed them the same ignorant lines yep. to repeat about things. There was literally one part of one episode where the, there's a couple going through and walked out of the house into a courtyard patio situation. And the, and the wife said, I like this flat ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then there was one cat who, like every other line, was like, about the home office because I work from home. Yes. And this this home office, you know, look at all the activities I can get done here. <laughs> I guess I better head back to the office at my home. Yes. Because I work from home. Yes, that was hilarious. Um, but it's a lovely escape. Yeah. It's a lovely, lovely escape. It's, into... it's entertaining banter. It is, yes. The and scenery. The scenery is gorgeous. Yeah. So we watched a few episodes of that last night and found it amusing. Yeah, solid. All right, reading-wise, I'm continuing on in the novel I told you about yesterday called Conviction by Denise Mina. I'm listening to it on audio. The uh, whole context of it takes place in Scotland. The audible narrator who reads it is fantastic. She switches amazingly between like a like a thicker like almost like a working class sort of Scottish brogue, and then the more highly elite one. Her voices are fantastic in, in her reading of it. And the story is unputdownable. Wow. So I... And yet you're not holding it right now. I wish that, I mean, like... If you I wish could, this was over? If I wish I could just, like, keep the old earbud in while we're recording. It's that good. I cannot wait to hear how okay. it turns out. I guess so, we better speed this up then. Yeah, let's get through this. Okay. Well, you could listen to Bad Bunny. Yeah. I probably won't. I'm going to check him out just so I can yeah, I mean, know what the kids are listening yeah. to these days. I, I'm not saying that like he's bad. I'm saying like it's plainly not my style. Yeah. There's a reason I'd never heard of him. It's not for um, us. But it may be for you. And, and he's not, I mean, it's not like he's a bad vocal talent. He's actually quite good. Yeah. We're just old. That's yeah. all. Um, I have a lifestyle scent of the day. STD. Back to an STD. Another STD player. <laughs> So Scent of the day. Smell it while I tell you the notes. This is called Whisper Your Bitter Things from Posey Perfume. It, the notes are... Cat urine and cedar. No! Okay. I was way off. How dare you. Pressed coffee beans, dried clove bud, cassia bark, jasmine and roly blossoms, and roasted vanilla pods. Yeah. The top note of coffee was really good. I feel like it has faded out. I caught a little coffee, and then you said neroli, right? Yes. And that's one I usually catch. I like neroli. Golly, I love it. It's very delightful. So I've been slathering that on for sure. Nice. All right. Well, um, what else? I felt like there was another thing. Hmm. What was it? Lifestyle. Was it Lifestyle. You continue to love your J. Crew t-shirts. I do. I got another one. It's the last one. It was on back order, but I got it. Yeah. It's nice. I guess I'm more bougie than I thought. Oh, there we go. Oh, I know what the other thing was. Speaking of bougie. Speaking of clothes. And bougie, I guess, although not really. Um, so on one of the prior orders, I had gotten a zip-up hoodie. Yeah. 
And I think it is an Amazon Goodthreads. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, prior to this, I think the only hoodie I have ever owned has been like a beefy tea or fruit of the loom or hands yes. or something. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely of the workout and or disposable variety. Yes, 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 yes. I got this because my office gets cold in the mornings, mm-hmm. especially as the weather is cooling off. It's like 40 degrees or something this morning. And so I got to wear it for the first time today. It's very nice. Good. I recommend it. It's not something I'd want to work out in. The material's just a little bit aggressive for okay. rapid arm movements. Yes. Uh, if you're a jogger or if you just like to sit in your chair and rapidly move your arms, it's not ideal for that. Uh, but it is comfortable and warm, but not too warm and all those things. Excellent. Okay. I do want to take up the art of the rapid arm workout. I'll show it to you. It's not a workout. It's just a way of living. <laughs> It's a way of life. Yeah. You can do one arm at a time. Yeah. Do both. You can transition one overhead, one out front, like you're punching the sky and a human at the same time. Small human, because you're sitting down. Right. I guess you could crotch punch a tall human. (laughs) It works pretty well, too. It usually doesn't take more than one, though. All right. It's not an endurance sport. That's more of a sprinter. Bam! And then it's done. (laughs) Okay, good. Ask me how I know. Right, exactly. Okay. Well, all right. I guess you're going to degrade this down to the normal trash. Maybe it'll provide a good clickable title that gets a lot of <laughs> listeners. Oh, know. I think you've dropped a great number of one-liners. I don't this think thing. I could probably title it by those, though. <laughs> all right. I got to go to the bathroom, so you better go. Okay. So you want me to keep talking, then, is what you're nope. saying? Spend and a little more time no. breaking things down? No. There's a lot to break down. It's time to go. Okay. Well, have an awesome today, would you? Please do. Bye-bye. Bye. A mud mask helps your skin, but does nothing against COVID. A Halloween mask helps your costume and might protect against COVID. A COVID mask protects your health and could double as a Halloween mask, but likely won't improve your skin. Know your goals and shop smart. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok and literally everywhere podcasts are found.